that's gonna be a uh, fun thing for audience tonight. I'm uh, half dead from just getting off work a minute ago, and Pete is sick. Yeah. Oh, wait, are we recording now? Is this the podcast? I mean, yeah, it could be. I was sort of saying that with the idea of that yeah, the intro that's, in mind. All right, that's our intro. Uh, we're those muckrakers, if you're just tuning in. Um, I'm Pete. And I'm Pat. And we're nearly dead. We should change this podcast to sick and nearly dead. We are, we are, we are the dead rakers, death rakers, deader rakers. Can you hear me okay? By the way, is my mic all right? Yeah, yeah, sounds fine. All right, um, yeah, I want to get into this because I, I, um, I, I rediscovered one of my favorite authors recently. His name is Harry Turtledove, and uh, he just writes a ton of like alternative, like what if histories. Um, okay. They're really good. Like I, the the one I read of his, and I can't remember the name of it. But it basically involved these super racists from South Africa who uh, traveled back in time and gave the uh, gave basically gave General Lee like AK-47s, and they're like, uh-huh. yeah, 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 take them because we want black people to be slaves again. Um, and of course, they just mow down the Union, uh, which was it was a really interesting book. But he does a bunch of those. He's got one called like the Story of Two Georges, where Washington makes a peace treaty with King George, and like we remain like I guess a Dominion country. Okay. Yeah, they're really, really good. Um, so is this the guy that wrote about all the uh, Norse gods living in America, or is that a different guy? No, that's Neil Gaiman, and that book was terrible. Oh, okay. That's too bad. I heard good things about it. <laughs> yeah, people seem to just lap it up, and I'm like, I like Neil Gaiman, but like, ugh, that book was just, I was like, this is a, this is a pain to get through. Hey. All right. Peter likes his um, authors like he likes his mills, turtle doves. I, I don't even understand that joke, but okay. You, you eat? You eat birds, small birds. <laughs> you're so tired that your jokes are just like... <laughs> again, again, uh, Patrick just got done writing and transcribing a four-hour article, and uh, I am I think I have the flu or I'm being bitten by a vampire. I don't know. I just I feel really tired, and I have no energy, and I sleep like 36 hours a day. Yeah, why not both? Why not Zoidberg? Yeah, all right. Funny, funny enough, that's actually not a line in Futurama. He never says, why not Zoidberg? That's just something fans started saying. And then, um, what do you call it, Mandela Effect kicks in, and now we all think that he said it. Yeah. All right, well, you ready for this? So I read an interesting article, and I wanted to lay this out for you first before I got into anything. Um, and this oh, yeah, is... the thing you said would make me super angry. Yep, so this is going to be a bit of, uh, this is gonna be a bl- a bit of, of political... Of a of um uh, uh, podcast theater, if you will, I'm going to I'm going to tell a story, and maybe in post we can put up some spooky music or like the sound of the wind blowing behind this. <laughs> I'll find I'll find some wind blowing or something, or just blow into the mic the whole time you're talking. <laughs> no, do, I like this podcast up to the point it was all static, and then I couldn't hear anything. All right. <laughs> Imagine, if you will, that it is the year 2020. America has begun to slide into a recession that looks like it's going to become a full-blown depression. There are strikes and general unrest throughout the country. The presidential election results are in, but it's too close to call. In response, based on the 12th Amendment, it said that if there is a tie in the Electoral College, uh, the electors should vote. Uh, it states that the House of Representatives will choose immediately by ballot the president, and the Senate will choose the vice president. The process is also used in the event that no candidate wins 270 or more electoral college votes. Now, if there is a tie in the Senate, the vice president is the tiebreaker. 
So imagine, if you will, Trump running against somebody else. It's too close to call. He, by the House of Representatives, is reappointed as president, and the Senate puts somebody else as vice president. There's also widespread rumors of election meddling from foreign powers. The military is asked to step in and restore order. The president refuses to step down, declaring total victory. In an attempt to remove him from office, the president is killed or commits suicide during the attempt. A military junta steps in to take power, suspending the Constitution or enacting martial law, quote-unquote, temporarily. Hmm. Now, this would be our, um, speaking of turtle doves, this would be our military coup? Yeah, this is this is what a coup looks like. Now, all, almost all the things that I described, with the exception of the uh, the Twelfth Amendment and who gets to uh, choose the president, all of these things happened in uh, Chile in 1973. Um, but the foreign power that was meddling was the United States. Um, God, we're finally getting our comeuppance with uh, Russia appointing our president. They didn't. They didn't like the democratically elected president. They felt that he was too Marxist. And remember, in the 70s. It was all about the fight against communism and socialism. and uh, Commun- Communism's a terrible marks on your record. <laughs> eventually what happened in this military junta or this military um, uh, group was that the leader of the army, uh, Augustus Pinochet, eventually consolidated power and then disappeared thousands of people and tortured thousands more and, uh, yeah, ran the country until like the mid-90s. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Mm. So... I, 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 I wanted to spin this because what was fascinating was I found this great article on Vice called uh, American Coup, or what would happen the minutes and hours after a coup in America. Um, uh, and to be clear, there's probably never going to be a coup in America, but if it did happen, this article discusses how it could go down. Well, that's the thing about the article. So they say, and I'm going to check these off as we go through them because I feel like this is a checklist. It says, step one, everybody opposes the president. Uh, check, 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 check. Everyone that's not a Russian bot, a troll, or a Fox News zombie. Yeah, they say that, uh, something would have to take place behind the scenes with key members of the military and Republican elites agreeing that Trump needs to step down. Uh, um, General Kelly would never call the president a fucking idiot. Well, you are, uh... yeah, you already have military guys in his own government that don't like him. Uh, they asked Trump to step down. He does not. Uh, step two, it says every other option has been exhausted. Uh, I don't think the options have to be exhausted. I think you just need the other branches of government to be paralyzed enough not to use them. Well, I mean, the GOP seems to love just letting him do whatever the fuck he wants because, I mean, I've said this before, I'll say it again. Mitch McConnell doesn't care if America burns to a pile of cinders so long as he is in charge of those cinders. If he gets to keep rolling the smoldering ruins of a once great nation, he is happy. He's happy as a turtle sunning on a rock. Um, this, this also suggests that, uh, the plotters would need a global level emergency to justify the suspension of democracy, which would be the... Oh, we're going to get that soon. Yeah, would be the coming recession slash depression, uh, the environmental disasters that we're having. Um, step three, the military tells Trump he's not president anymore. Um, that means they have to be, they have to make a big public show of being more reasonable and logical than Trump, which... This is, I keep talking about this, this is what's so terrifying about Trump, is what comes after. It would, it, almost anybody that walks in after him and just makes a logical argument could just have it. Like, uh, 
and Trump's already shown everybody on both sides of the aisle that as long as you never take personal responsibility for anything you do, you can do anything you want, and people just sort of buy it and move on. And if you're insane enough, that ins level of insanity just becomes the new normal. Um, step four, the coup plotters make their pitch to America. Um, so they would, you know, like you go on television and whatever and this is why we're doing this this and of course they always say this is a temporary regime we're going to set things right we're going to go back to democracy um the guy writing this article uh believes that we venerate the constitution so much that we'd go crazy i don't think so i think he's wrong about that yeah people people by and large like a lot of people enjoy having a dictator just telling them what to do because there is a certain level of comfort in knowing that your life is out of your own hands and can just be put in placed in someone else's hands that's yeah. why a lot of people took to trump is because they thought you know oh this guy is a dictator like we think oh god he's a dictator they think oh good he's a dictator yeah we can just we can hand over all of our lives and responsibilities to him and he'll take care of us and he's all like, yes, that's right, believe in me. I'm so smart, I stared directly at the eclipse. Okay, I looked at the sun right in the eye, and I didn't blink. Um, it says, uh, you know... Who they, said that? I can't see anything. Disaster! It says they need to get the courts on their side, but if you've already suspended habeas corpus and you've already put the nation under martial law, the, the courts can't really do anything if you control the military. Hmm. Um, step six, Trump, Trump stages his last stand. That's where I was saying that during the attempt to remove him uh, from office, he would most likely be killed or commit suicide because I, he, they wouldn't be allowed to uh, let him live. You know what I mean? Um, it says if the leader clings to power in most coups, they are almost always killed unless an assassination has taken place. Uh... <laughs> I'm sorry, I was just picturing, like, his last stand, and of course he's gonna be, like, locked in the bathroom on his phone, tweeting, it's a total and complete witch hunt! But then, like, as the military begins banging on the door, I realize the most perfect words from him at that point would be, Ah, I'm sorry, but your Trump's in another castle! <laughs> uh, Shut up, penis, you're giving me away! <laughs> I just imagined him speeding away on his golf cart, just chased, <laughs> just chased by tanks. Um, that's, how and... we, that's how we used to picture um, Arnie going after delinquent students at, um... Our old school. Uh, I rent a cop who rode around on a golf cart. Uh, he, he, he'll, he'll get you as long as you stay within reach of his extension cord. Step seven, the new regime tries to rule the country. Now, this is what's really interesting. It says North and South America have seen 145 coups, and they've had about a 48.3% success rate. Most continent success rates also hover around 50%, except in Europe, where only 33 have worked out for the coup plotters. A coup in a country that has never had a coup could result in a lot of stability and protest against the coup plotters. Um, they say if it's unsuccessful, if it's successful, the functioning government will materialize, but it takes several weeks. Uh, so you've got like you got Trump staging his last plan, and you've got all the Second Amendment people running out, uh, you know, decide with Trump. Although I imagine a lot of those people would trade one dictator for another, so I can't imagine them yeah. really getting off the couch and fighting in the streets. Oh yeah, sort of lost track of what I was saying earlier, but yes, they um, they are, they like their dictators. But I don't know, this whole military overthrow just sounds to me a bit cuckoo. Uh, I mean, yeah, but like the thing is, so historically, people always say that could never happen until it happens. Uh, <laughs> and I, <laughs> yeah, Trump, Trump can never win. Ah, shit, Russia just sort of let him in. 
Well, that's why... No, that... what, what the deplorables don't seem to understand is they're uh, cheering that on as if it becomes the new standard that we don't punish people for meddling in our elections, foreign mm-hmm. powers, then the rest of the world will just, knowing how gr- how powerful America is, they'll just begin to, like, divvy up parts of America, and they'll all begin throwing in. Europe will begin to use massive amounts of propaganda, you know, France and... Yeah. Ireland and everyone else will just start throwing in like I want to support this di- district I want to support that district and before long America is bought and sold by every foreign nation and then we're just one big puzzle piece controlled by the rest of the world that yanks us right and left and center well that's 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 the that's the really fascinating thing about all this and the possibility of this happening is the most dangerous thing about Trump is his in it well there's and, and, Go ahead. And any deplorable saying that that's not happening, we've already had an arrest this election cycle of one Russian lady who was trying to meddle in the 2018 elections. Well, part of the problem... And with, there's with... also, like, the 16 indictments for other people that are continuing to meddle in, like, the 21 other indictments? Something like that. It's been a lot of indictments. Well, the, and now we're starting to see arrests. The bigger problem is, like I said, the most dangerous thing about Trump... Uh, is 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 kind of his there's a lot of dangerous things i guess not just one thing but his his divisiveness the fact that he plays into the russian divisiveness where their whole thing with him is not so much that he's russian friendly is that he's wreaking havoc on our democratic institutions and it's yeah. it's set people so much up against each other uh to the point in which like we're just you know uh as as they say trying to trigger the libs like no matter how much it damages democracy and, of course, our standing in the world is being badly damaged also. At least it's uniting the rest of the world against us. Like, yeah. have you ever seen so many members of the U.N. all agree unilaterally on anything? Like, they agreed that they should laugh at Trump the other day? Yeah, I've never I've never seen the U.N. do anything together. I think the last thing the U.N., and this was really before the U.N. formed, I think the last thing the U.N. all agreed on was, like, we should put the Nazis on trial. Yeah, like, Nazis go on trial and we laugh at, uh, at, we laugh at Trump. And thus, America. Like that's another thing is that the deplorables got to realize they're getting all of us laughed at because he is sadly sad. Our avatar, right? Like he represents America to the rest of the world. So that dumb orange asshole on a stupid fucking golf cart just zooming around—that's us in the eyes of yeah. everyone else. I'm more worried about his inability to do anything because, like I said, he hasn't like you know in his in his presidency it's been rough. But he hasn't been tested yet. We have not seen Trump, you know, have a 9-11. We, you know, like, we've had some storms and stuff, like, and some, all the horrible things happening in Puerto Rico, but, like... And we've had a Stormy Daniel, and we got to watch the sitting president of the United fucking States argue publicly with a porn star as they exchange and hurl insults back and forth at each other, so... Yeah, but that's the thing. That, he's, that he's, is normal American discourse these days. He's if a, anyone's unaware, he called her horse face, and she's like, fine, game on, tiny. Apparently you like bestiality, huh, if you think I have a horse face? Yeah, and all that distracts from the real problem is that he is an ineffective leader. and uh, I, I think it shines a spotlight on it. It shows the world clearly he's no, an ineffective leader. No, the world that I'm talking about in the United States. I, I mean, right now, uh, I don't give a shit about the rest of the world because right now I'm concerned about, like, when, like, what, what do we have to do to get the deplorables to accept what everyone else in the world and ha- more than half of America? Well, that's accepts? that's the other problem. Is like he doesn't hold a majority. He holds a like a, he's holding a smaller and he's losing his core. He's holding a smaller and smaller minority. He never held a majority. This is election meddling, like pure and simple. And that combined with all the other stuff has has people like yeah. running pell mell towards destroying the country for short term gain. Uh, like, if anyone 
does not recollect, and if you go way back to when the primaries were happening, he initially started off with 30% of the Republican, or once he began to be known, he had about 30% of the Republican base, which is how much the person in the lead tends to have during a typical Republican primary. Because I remember very well, like, uh, when, um, John McCain was going through it, when um, Mitt Romney was going through it, especially with Mitt Romney, I remembered everyone just sort of taking turns being the person on top, like uh, Herman Cain was on top with about 30%, right up until the sexual harassment scandals came out, and then he sort of stepped back, apologized, accepted responsibility, and he dropped to nothing. And that's always what happens. Someone would go up, someone began to rise, like uh, Bachman was doing well, and then she had like the crazy stint with... Um, of uh, vaccinations and that is something that uh the democrats actually usually get wrong is that republican now how do i put this democratic leaders say get your vaccinations republican leaders say don't but republican voters they say get your vaccination democratic voters say don't so that's always been weird yeah but the... she took the stance of vaccines are bad and her the voters immediately were like, nope, done with you, and she dropped out. And all this is back during Mitt Romney, right? Yeah. Then Mitt Romney rose up. He had about 30% right up until he won the nomination, and then he just he rode the tidal wave straight up to the uh, top of his party, and everyone got behind him. Same thing happened with Trump. He only had about 30%, but he was one of 16 candidates. Yeah. So he was the loudest voice in a very crowded room, but he never, as scandal after scandal occurred, he never apologized or backed down or acted meek or acted regretful. He just kept saying, no, no, actually, it's uh, it's lying Rosie O'Donnell. Well, okay? more, more so than him, the problem right now is how uh, one party has seized all ultimate power and are doing everything they can not yeah, yeah, to they, relinquish they control it. all three branches of government and so they don't have to do anything right but there's um there's actually very there's a bright hope for the future that um i was hoping to talk about some tonight if you'd like to hear it but yeah. you jump onto that now i just wanted and to it's, uh, i wanted to add in ahead, one more ahead. i wanted to add in one more thing too about the i've said this before about the will of the peoples being subverted uh, it was Newt Gingrich went on, I think it was Fox and Friends or something, and he was just like, you've got crazy left-wing people beating on the doors of the Senate. You know, you've got these bre the violent left, the brown shirts. I'm like, look, if you're in government and you're supposed to be representing people and the people are banging on the door of the Senate, you are not, clearly you're not following the will of the majority of the people. Like... If you were, you wouldn't have people so up in arms they are getting forcibly arrested and dragged out of the Senate chambers because they hate what you're doing so much. Uh, Trump's actually trying to buy the land right in front of the White House so that he can start charging people if they want to protest there. Yeah, I mean, he like I said, he's a, honestly like we've spent too much. I feel like I've wasted too much of my life talking about him. He's a fucking sideshow. He's not where the real action is. He's he's a puppet. It's who's pulling his strings. And what ultimately what that was is going to mean to the country, um, because whenever he has to face a you know when he has to face a real crisis like the next Great American Depression, he already when the stock market dropped he blamed the Fed. Well, who is the Fed, Peter? That sounds like an interesting. He's choice. the goddamn executive. He is the fucking Fed. Like you can't. Oh no, he blamed himself. Disaster. You can't blame the government that you're running when your government falls apart. Like oh, it was, it was yeah like. 
I'm waiting Actually, for the... No, I, I'm, not, I'm not the least popular president ever. You know who is? Donald Trump. Okay, sad. I cannot, I cannot wait till the day in which, like, he's so reviled that, like, he makes Pence wear a Trump wig and go on and pretend <laughs> and go on and pretend to be Trump, and he just stands in Pence's place with a mustache, like just making like crazy, like like you know his finger around his ear, like oh that guy is crazy, ugh. Like, we know it's you. Mike, Mike Pence trying to say like Trump lines, and then um, Merkel, she was over there with blood coming out of her. Oh God, do I really have to say that? <laughs> but Mother, you know, please. You know, oh, I can't take it. You know, sad disaster. You know Pence would if Trump's like. Listen, they're coming to kill me. I need you to put on this Trump wig and pretend to be president, and I'll pretend to be you. And he would do it! <laughs> well, I guess Jesus would probably want it this way. I will just accept my fate. And Mother says I should do it, too. <laughs> uh, and uh, the thing I was saying earlier is, yeah, yeah, so Trump really does only have about 30% of the Republican base, and the Republicans are only half the country at most but so really they seem are... to be much less than that because they are not the majority opinion certainly yeah. not well if republicans... Why the republicans are having to cheat so much this year well, be... to try and win anything well to be nice and say all right so let's say republicans are half the country and it's divided 50 50 and he's only got 30 percent of his half so right. that means that what 70 percent of the country hates him yeah yeah so, I mean, 70% of the entire country hates you and your party. Like, come on, dude, step down. Well, it would be uh, 85%. 85% so 30%, of... 30% of 50% would be 15% of the whole. Because anyway. here's the thing, and, like, I haven't really, like, hammered you on your use of deplorables, but here's the thing about the people that are called the deplorables or the people that voted Trump or whatever. Ultimately, we all want the same thing. We want our economy to do well. We want access to jobs and education. We want to be healthy. We want the we want the ability to to move up, like you know, up the social economic ladder. We all want that. Right, but they want to do it by triggering the libs and letting global warming kill us all. I'd like to uh, save the planet and uh, yeah, oh, and that's, healthcare that's, to people. They've been sold a bad they've been sold a bad bill of goods, and it's a it's very hard for someone to change their core beliefs when they define themselves like that. Besides, I, I hate the sin, not the sinner. They can uh, they can repent at any time and be like, you know what? I was misled. I won't put up with uh, Trump's bullshit anymore. Well, my, my whole thing is like, love them or hate them, they're goddamn Americans like me, and it's not like I can live in a different country when the seas rise. It's not like the sea is going to go around me and just drown the people responsible. It's not like the CEOs of the factories belching pollution into the air are like the ocean's going to come for them specifically. It's going to get us all. Yeah, and... Well, it's not going to get Mitch McConnell. That's probably why he's okay with it. Yeah. If anyone's unaware, his species spends half their lives in water anyway. Because Mitch, yeah, Mitch McConnell is an evil, long-lived turtle. As long as I have a rock to sun myself on, everything is okay. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of everything being okay, I was going to talk about gerrymandering some and why Trump winning might have actually been a good thing for our country. Yeah, because it woke people the fuck up. And that's what I'm hoping is that like people are like, all right, you know what? Could, could you have... Imagine even for a second a unified Fox News that for four years hammered America on Hillary Clinton won and now she's destroying America. Could you imagine what the voting map would look like uh, right now? Um, I imagine that everybody that voted democratically would be in a different district. Yeah, I mean, like, we'd, all, we'd all be we'd be. And if you guys don't know what gerrymandering is, that's a way of like redrawing the districts. Um, to be advantageous to your party. And there's crazy stuff. Like, there's a historic black college that the district is cut in half, like, so the college can't, like, vote, yeah. you know, together. 
Yeah, just picture, if you will, a town that is 50% Democrats, 50% Republicans, and they get to elect six um, senators to um, the House of Representatives, or, or six people to the House of Representatives. Now, you're thinking, well, if it's 50-50, then three should be Democrat, three should be Republican. Yeah. Ah, but if you draw it in just certain ways, if you draw it like it's some um, teeth biting into it, you can take, you know, the perfect number of Republicans so that they overwhelm the Democrats in every part of this area, and suddenly you can just have six Republicans or five Republicans, one Democrat. Just circle the entire Democrat area. Or, and because of computers and simulations these days, there's no longer a blurry area with gerrymandering. We can see it very, very clear. Or we like can... House to house. Or you can have four Republicans and a monkey on a... can be perfect. You can have four Republicans and a monkey on a tricycle. You can elect yeah. a traffic cone. You can do whatever you want as long as you're in charge of redrawing the district. That's why I guess they... who's been in charge of drawing the districts for so long? The uh, the Republicans, because when Obama went to power, the Republicans quickly swept in and they got to redraw the map however they wanted it because they rode in on a wave of racism and Fox having a very powerful That's... unified voice against like, I don't the Democrats. S- I don't see any, any voting person. Most people would not disagree that all the districts should just be a fucking grid. Like just a just a mathematical grid that gives nobody nobody in particular an advantage, and like that's just how it's drawn. And we readjust the grid every ten years, uh, but using that same mathematical formula that nobody can meddle with. I so yes, what is very much under discussed right now is how the Democrats see. Forget about the House and the Senate for a minute. The Democrats are expected to clean up in governors and state legislatures this year, which would put Democrats in a great place just in time for the 2020 census and the redistricting that kicks in in 2022. Well, my so here's my whole thing is you know everyone's wanting like I want a blue wave and I like you know what I want I want everything to be split so goddamn down the middle that like Democrats and Republicans have to find a middle ground and that no one can bitch because it's like well guess what we all share equal fucking power so now you got to work uh, together. Well, the sad thing is, is that if we split the um, Senate perfectly 50-50, then the Republicans still hold the majority because Pence will just kick it out. Well, 50, 50, like, whatever, 52-50 or whatever, so Pence can't, you know, oh, mother, I'm going to break another tie. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, like a true, a true split. But I mean, the problem right now is that we need, Democrats need like an 82% majority just to be able to get it 50-50, which we damn near have that many people in favor of Democratic policies right now. Yeah. But, um, like, I wanted to look specifically at uh, North Carolina for the best example. Oh, my God. It's one is... of the most gerrymandered states in yeah. the nation. Is that the one that they've gerrymandered? Is it um, Asheville that's, like, gerrymandered to hell and back? So they put, like, each Democrat, like, in his own tiny little space? Uh, I can tell you that they have uh, 13 House of Representative seats, right? Yeah. 13 in North Carolina. <clears throat> and it's split uh, about 50-50 with the popular vote actually leaning towards Democrats. Yes. And uh, you know how many seats goes to who? I'm going to guess 12 go to Republicans and one goes to a traffic cone. <laughs> Close. They The Democrats get three seats, the Republicans get 10. That's actually when better. it's 50-50, it's yeah, that's actually, fucking... That's actually GOP. better than I thought. Like, and my whole uh, thing is... A few, I'm... And a few years ago, Republicans were caught trying to do studies... Uh, what is it? In which forms of IDs minorities were most likely to lack were... Um, being looked at whenever they were looking to implement new voter ID laws. Basically, they wanted to require whatever ID black people would not have to um, 
to kick them all off the voting ballots. Yeah, it's just like what's going on in Georgia. So we talked last one, last time about the voter suppression in Georgia. Since then, there was a uh, a register, a get out and vote thing that went to like an old folks home, and the old folks were like, oh, yeah. "Can you can you put us on a bus and just take us to vote?" And they go, "Absolutely." So they put all the old. And by the way, they were all old and African American. Uh, they put them on the bus, and before the bus could leave, somebody calls up and is like, don't let those old black people vote. And so some, I guess they were like, get off the bus, Grandma. Um, so they kicked a bunch of elderly uh, black people off the bus, uh, and then they made some people like, oh, well, we weren't really sure about the, the bus driver, I don't think. I'm like, yeah. man, you try to kick me off a bus? I'm like, you're going to have to drag me off this bus. Yeah. Because um, no, nothing's more suspicious in um, Georgia than uh, more than one black person going to vote at once. Yeah, I can't wait till the gerrymandering gets to like, well, Republicans did a study and they found out that if you just go house to house and shoot every Democrat in the head, <laughs> you get more seats. Gerrymandering. Like, look, our founding fathers, my God, as shitty as a lot of them were, you know, white slave-owning assholes, even they've got to be looking at this going, no, this is... This is exactly. I wrote letters about this. This is not what I wanted. Why are you? Because they said like no political parties. They're like, guys, look, England's got political part. It's a mess. Let's not do a two party system. And then we were like, I want a two party system. And now that's what we got. I. But uh, since that happened, since other things similar to that has happened, and all the um, other bullshit in Georgia, uh, turns out Kemp is currently two hundred and forty percent cut. So yeah, fuck Kemp. Um, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta remember that, like, we're, we're, we're broadcasting this for the Wesleys of the world, and they're not gonna know what that means. They're like, God, why does Kemp do to the chickens? <laughs> right, well, that's why that's just the headlines to that, uh, section, not the whole thing. Oh, are you gonna tell us more, or are you just gonna leave it there and then fold your arms? Well, that's the, that's the top of it, not the whole thing, and I get oh. the rest of it. That's how that's how reading the title of a book than getting into it. Goes. You did it like a mic drop. You're like, that's why Kemp is getting cooked. I thought you'd be like, oh, tell us about this, or maybe you'll discuss <laughs> some instead of just being an asshole. No, you're you're just like, what, what are you doing? That's that's the whole thing. Like, yeah, we got to we got to do a we got to do a more radio show thing. We're like, uh, uh well, the cock of the week, and then we talk about who got messed up or screwed. So what's your favorite type of chicken? I like Rhode Island. Will you tell us about what happened to Kemp? (laughs) Jesus. So just, what is it, Monday alone? As early voting began in uh, Georgia, it is up to 140% over 2014. And um, here's the thing. All predictions about how this election would go always bases it on like a regular turnout and they're saying well if it's a particularly low turnout then the republicans can actually keep the house yeah and um it would have to be like an insanely high turnout for the democrats to possibly win the senate that's basically almost not going to happen as um early voting begins we have seen so far that in georgia 200 or the um, voter turnout has increased by 240%, as I said. So it's looking like the blue wave may just happen. And you can say, well, how do you know that's not Republicans getting out to vote? Well, first of all, we don't know that for sure. But looking at the evidence, the evidence is this asshole was caught trying to rig the election, and that's a powerful, powerfully motivating but I'm still, factor. I'm still, Plus, we are writing two years of people hating the fuck out of Trump. I'm still worried that, like, they're just going to be like, what, do you, what are those boxes you burning? They look like ballots. Nah, 
Now these ain't ballots here in Georgia. Uh, we just burn boxes of paper with people's names and votes on them. They ain't ballots, so go on back now, boy. Like I mean, the Russians can still just hack the fucking computers and drop all the Democrat names off it. So. <laughs> and but, oh um, my God, Putin is Georgia's first Russian governor. Wow, <laughs> Governor Putin of Georgia. Spe speaking of a first, if uh, if Kemp doesn't Kemp's the uh, Republican. Kemp's the one we talked about person. last podcast. That's yeah. just like that's like the Forrest Gump of like. Well, you know, uh, my president says that sometimes you have to rig elections because it's a witch hunt. Yeah, he's the guy that goes around pointing shotguns at little boys' heads for yeah. whatever reason. So um, his opponent is Stacey Abrams, and if she wins, she will be the very first female African-American governor of any state in America. How the We've fuck are we in 2018 before. in 50 states? We haven't had a single black female governor. Well... We may actually see one this time because it was like it was a dead heat the last time any sort of polls were run on this. Yeah. And uh, since then, his election meddling was revealed. So we found out. So we don't know how that's affected the uh, the poll numbers since then. See if I was. But I can't imagine that would be good for him. If, if I was you find out that this person's cheating. If I was like Elon Musk rich, I would just like I would take an similar like a, an approximation of all the ballots that Kemp was like uh, like suppressing, and I'd put them in a dump truck, and I would just back up to his door, and run around real quick and like ring his doorbell. And when he opened it, I would just dump the dump truck of the ballots like on him. <laughs> it's like, well, if you don't want that many ballots to be burying you, then don't suppress that many ballots. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it's fifty three thousand people he's trying to suppress it and, the numbers uh, may be even higher than that i've seen even higher numbers of like uh yeah, people last trying podcast to drop. i was saying seventy five thousand. yeah but. it's it's not good in a close race but also the fact yeah, that it's, it's borderline tied so yeah fifty thousand is a tremendously massive number whenever it's that well close. the bigger problem is the idea so the job he has he's what, what the hell is he he's something in the the state government uh, he, yeah he's the secretary of <laughs> state i think so he's in charge Georgia. so he's in charge of the state voting laws yeah. uh, or whatever which is great he, he, he runs the he's the person in charge of the election and how it. how the fuck do you not step down from your post while you're running for governor that, that's what i was saying about trump earlier he discovered the magic formula of if you're caught doing a shitty thing just don't take responsibility don't own it don't self-punish right yeah no one can hold you accountable if you just keep pretending like everything's but remember, fine We've, on ahead. we've talked about before, though, the great mistake is that that piece of particular witchcraft only seems to work for Trump. And nobody else is the orange Teflon Don. It, everyone else, some shit sticks to you. Like, we've seen it time and time again. People are like, yeah, I'm going to Trump it. And then they're like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah, one person said it's a witch hunt and immediately... I forgot what it was in con what the context of this was, but he used the witch hunt line and immediately everyone turned against him. Was there like, ah, oh, you're full of shit. You're trying to Trump thing. Yeah, I was listening to, I think it was AM radio the other day, and they were talking about how effective Trump was. And I look at his nicknames, Little Marco and Lion Ted Cruz and da-da-da-da-da. And I'm like, yeah, so remember how Cambridge Analytica, uh, a, a company that stole all of your uh, online information... Uh, and was like linked to the Russians, uh, came up with those nicknames. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't the yeah. genius of Trump. Exactly. That was um, 50 million stolen Facebook accounts and shit tons of other data, not just that. It was just like, 
all of this combined managed to come up with these perfect little things that was most effective. And then after testing it and running it on people and seeing what people react to, they gave that information to Trump. And then he was like, okay, I'll try that. Yeah. I think it like, sounds acting, dumb. Acting Drain like... the swamp. And everyone's like, oh, and he's like, oh, that works. I'll just yeah. keep using it. Acting it's like, mine. Acting, yeah, acting like he's a fucking roast comic. Come on, yeah. man. Um, oh, by the way, you, we forgot to tell the good news is that on Twitter we've been blocked by... Uh, uh, moron Dilbert creator Scott Adams. Ah, uh, yes, the, the biggest cuck of them all. <laughs> the me- uh, our second cuck of the week. Um, if you guys don't know, we, <laughs> we've talked about Scott Adams before. So he created Dilbert. He's kind of an asshole. He's definitely like alt-right, but he likes to play devil's advocate. And when people call him on his yeah. shit on his blog, he's like, whoa, whoa there, you can't take a joke, or he blocks you. And with us, he blocked us. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just, I wanted to ask him about something, which is um, back whenever he was still discussing Trump and Hillary, he tried to pretend like he was impartial. And he said, but we know that um, Trump has never drank in his life, whereas Hillary has admitted that she does casually drink wine. So do we really want a raging alcoholic in charge of anything important? I don't think so. And then with, um, so I wanted to ask him about Kavanaugh because he was 110% behind Kavanaugh. And I'm like, well, you know, Kavanaugh ranted and raved like a lunatic for hours in front of the Senate saying, I like beer, I like beer, I like beer and beer and beer, and I still like beer. Like, that was most of his testimony. And I'm like, so um, surely you're not going to be a hypocrite and you will apply the same logic to him and say we can't trust a raging drunk to anything important, right? And then uh, we were blocked. Well, you look, some of history's greatest leaders were just fall-down drunks. Uh, true, so, that's very true. Yeah. Like, I honestly believe that if our entire government was drunk, we could get shit done. Like, that was part oh, of the can you, um, to how the Founding Fathers got things done. Yeah. But in today's world, like, I, uh, Kavanaugh is a serial rapist. That's really the main problem I have with them. I don't have a problem with his drinking. It's that he rapes people when he drinks. Yeah, um, exactly. And I guess probably when he's sober, too. Uh, just, just from what I'm guessing, can we be sued on this podcast uh, for libel? By the way, allegedly, he allegedly does these things. That's Thank our you. official stance. Um, because I was reading another <laughs> article. Uh, like, can we be sued on the? Uh... <laughs> I was, I was reading another article. Somebody was calling uh, senators that were going to vote for Kavanaugh, and threatening them, and I was just like, oh yeah, we have a we have a whole standing rule about not threatening sitting members of government, and I'm like, ugh. All right, so here's the reason I support... We, we, we still have that rule, by the way. We uh, yeah, yeah, have not yeah, officially it's... endorsed any violence against anyone. No, and I was talking earlier about like how you know uh, people are getting out and they're like, punch a Nazi in the face! And I'm like, don't, because here's the problem. Let the Nazis hit the floor! Let the... Yeah, defend yourself. Defend yourself, but do not perpetuate violence because what you can do, yeah. justifiably other people do, and it plays into the Nazis' hands. All right. Yeah, it's like... It's like the uh, old Lennon quote, which I can't remember, so I'm just paraphrasing it. Uh, John Lennon, he said, um, you know, they want to rile you up. They want to provoke you yeah. to violence because once you're violent, they know how to handle violent people. What they don't know how to handle is someone that continues to peacefully protest against and, them. And it looks – so here's the thing about civil disobedience too. Part of the whole – if you look at any any nonviolent movement, they weren't nonviolent for nonviolent's sake. They were nonviolent because look at the optics – if you go back and look at any of the civil rights stuff, right, um, seeing just people peacefully walking and getting the snot beaten out of them sends such a, just a message, and it gets people on your side. Now, if, if um, like I heard a comedian once, and I can't remember who it was, but he goes, just once, he goes, I wanted to see uh, Martin Luther King go, 
If one of you motherfuckers throws another rock at my head, I'm gonna whoop some ass. Um, <laughs> but if we had seen that, it would have it would have damaged the whole movement because people would have been, like justified. Oh well, look at the violent civil rights movement. Yeah. Now this is another bit of bullshit that Fox News does. But um, it's this clip they have from the Black Lives Matter movement, where some people are marching and they're saying pigs in a blanket fry them like bacon. That happened one time from one like fringe off to their selves group it happened one time ever right yeah but fox news will play that one clip over and over and over and over and over again and pretend like that that is the marching exactly of the entire group exactly even though the members of that group are loosely affiliated at best it's basically just people saying look we have to say black lives matter because you people are pretending like they don't and it seems to be okay for police to just shoot us oh yeah. you want to wage war against cops blue lives matter Not no nobody said that they don't matter we're just saying you pretend like Black lives don't matter, so it's a necessity to say that they do, because you're acting like we can just die and it's okay. Now, nonviolence, like I said, it's a, it's a, it's a brilliant strategy, um, because it turns public opinion to your side, and that's what it's all about. So I wanted to read something real quick. So the reason I was saying I would love, a, I, I would, I would vote that like uh, senators and um, uh, uh, members of the House and the president, while they're holding, um, you know, while they're in session, every every five minutes they have to take a shot, because uh, so the farewell party um, that was thrown in 1787, uh, before everyone signed off on the Constitution, they held a uh, celebration at Philly's historic city tavern. And we have the uh, list of what Washington and 54 of the people drank. Now, this is 54, oh, 55 people. Uh, 54 bottles of Madeira, which I think is wine. So that's at right. least one bottle, almost a bottle per person. 60 bottles of Claret. 22 bottles of Porter. 12 bottles of beer. 8 bottles of hard cider. 8 bottles of old stock colonial whiskey. And 7 large bowls of spiked punch now when you think about these bowls they're big enough for a duck to swim around in i like ducks and these guys wrote our constitution is all i'm saying yep uh and yeah i think i think just i think every five minutes that like a bell should ring and they should be like shots and then everybody has to take a shot and then just watch what happens to the senate as they get loose and you uh, know that would also take care of a uh, gerrymandering because um you know, if, if you want to gerrymander for several hours, you really got to be able to hold your liquor. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Like, But also, I think it would bring us closer together because I think people would forget. They would lose that face, and they would be like, you know what? You know what? Fuck Fuck the don the corporate donors. You know what? I'm gonna give I'm gonna give everybody I'm gonna I'm gonna make it mandatory hugs. I'm gonna give everybody in my district <laughs> a hug. Like and people would be like, You're such a good guy. You're such a good let's vote for it. Like you'd see some amazing things happen. So yeah. Fucking let's get drunk. Yeah. There's nothing sillier than a drunk turtle. I bet he would even start to say the truth. Things like well, you know, if you really want to save Social Security, Medicare, and Medicaid, you should vote Democrat. Yeah. yeah. Well, like, here's the thing. So all of he history... He did say that recently, by the way. He actually said that. Well, they're going... out loud, but well... the deplorables are too far gone. They see it as a bad thing well, now. Because they've... You're going to take care of us now! You're murder, murder, guns! Well, they've, they've, they've sold us, like I said, they've sold us on, like, how Medicare and Medicaid is somehow going to hurt you and that, like... They're fucking up with that, though. By telling people that Social Security and Medicaid are, like, entitlements, fucking people pay into that out of their paycheck. So if you want to call them, yeah, in, yeah I'm entitled to them. I paid for them. That would be like telling me that, like, my apartment that I'm paying for is an entitlement. 
Well, yeah, yeah you're kind of right because I pay for it every month. Yeah, so, so you are entitled to what you pay for. Yeah. And here's the thing that I have to keep telling people. is like we are a society, and part of the society is the mutual agreement that we're all paying into this pot. That's what taxes are. And so we have to then, as a society, determine what that money goes towards. Yeah. And y you people on your side seem to want it to go towards foreign wars and killing people overseas. I would like for it to be used over here to pay for uh, health care and keeping people healthy and alive. So we should compromise, and you should cut way back on how much you're spending on murdering people and increase just a little bit of how much, you know, we're using to help people and save people I and wanted, save lives. I wanted to add one more thing on my whole drunk deal. Um, if you've noticed, some of history's worst despots also did not drink. Yeah, like Donald Trump. Trump, Hitler, I'm pretty sure that Pol Pot and Stalin wouldn't drink. But either way, the people that are like, mm, liquor has never touched my lips. You know what? Those people are psychopaths, and they should not run anything. In fact, I think part of the voting process, as, as uh, people are debating, you know, in public debates, there should be just like two bottles of whiskey, and as they debate, they should have to finish the whole bottle. Though you do know that our friend Wesley doesn't drink, right? Yeah, but he's also not in charge of anything, so I'm okay with that. Uh, actually, he, he's a manager now, so... I feel bad for those people. To be fair, though, <laughs> he's the most wonderful person ever, and uh, he's also had some pretty pretty rough exposure growing up to the effects of alcohol. Uh, but he also doesn't go around going, you know, I, I don't drink. Oh, I don't... I've never touched like, like yeah, he's not. He, he doesn't. He doesn't brag about it. Yeah, he never brings it up. Yeah, anybody that's like, I have no, I don't drink at all. Like, well, you're a fucking psychopath. Mm. Um, yeah. So, I don't trust those people. I think that we need, we need to get, we need like the Senate brought to you by Jack Daniels, and then just all the senators are just sloshed. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent behind that. Because think about it, some people like Brad Kavanaugh get violent and rapey when they drink, but most of us just want to be happy. Yeah. And it would also help us root out the Cannavaz. Cavanaugh's? Cannavaz. Lasagna Vaz? Cannavaz. Uh, yeah, also, if we got the whole Senate and the House drunk. That's the thing I'm the saddest about is that uh, we had to talk about that, that about Special K for so long that I actually know what his name is now. Yeah, I liked I was... it better when I was unfamiliar with him. Well, <laughs> and now he's going to be someone that affects change in our nation for the next of mine, 40 years. A friend of mine had a great joke about he was, he was, he was, he was you know, our friend of a friend was a comic, and he was like, on stage, he goes, you know how fucked up this government is? I'm not supposed to know who the fucking Secretary of Education is. Why do I know the name of the Housing and Urban Development guy? My it's government Bet is... Betsy DeVos, Herman, yeah. Herman Cain. Um, <laughs> oh. Sorry. Uh, yeah. I'm still thinking of, oh, shucky ducky. Um, <laughs> old sleepy eyes. Old, uh, old sleepy fingers. Uh, um, You're thinking of Chuck Todd. When Trump was all like sleepy eyed, Chuck Todd. Okay. No, no, I'm talking about the guy that uh, uh, actually talks like he's about to fall asleep and uh, he just doesn't know. Uh, I still can't remember his name. I can't. The point being, we shouldn't know who these people are. Our government should run and I should not have to know who Steve Mnuchin is. Though, so going back to Herman Cain, you know something that I really liked about him was that. Uh, Whenever he was um, giving his concession speech, he sang the theme song to the Pokemon movie. <laughs> I'm serious. He sang it, and it was wonderful. And I was like, oh, no, I would have voted for you over Obama. 
Jesus. You see, that's exactly. See, that's the danger of the Trump siren song. The siren song is if oh, he was singing, right. if he was singing the song you liked, you'd be willing to put aside all the other stuff about like this is a horrible guy and elect him. That's the thing. That's my whole point about like people. Because he's the goes. I mean, Shucky Ducky, the Pokemon guy, was the uh, the Papa John's um, sexual harasser guy allegedly. Yeah. No, I don't think that was alleged. I think that really happened. <laughs> well, I mean, because I, of the I think lawsuit it was, thing we yeah. were discussing earlier. I think no, I think his thing was proven <laughs> in a court of law. Um, oh, was it? I'm pretty oh, okay. sure, yeah. Like that was a legitimate thing. So, um, so he's he's another Canava, but yeah. Imagine if Canava's like testimony instead of oh like beer was uh, gotta catch up. Oh yeah, that would have just you and me. Yeah, that would have worked a the lot. Are destiny. <laughs> that would have worked a lot worse for Kavanaugh if they were like, you have anything to say about the sexual assault? Well, you know, my whole thing about women is gotta catch them all. Like, no, nope, get out, sir. Please leave. <laughs> but that's see, that's my whole thing about the deplorables about these people we call deplorables. They're not so different from you and I. They're just the people that they're supporting are not singing our siren song. That's the whole thing. They're being led onto the rocks by a song that like doesn't quite get to us. And that's my whole point about like what comes after Trump. Someone's gonna come in singing like a really great like, hey, I'm I don't know if you meant me, but I'm I'm Democratic Jesus. And like, like they're gonna tell you everything you want to hear. Hey, you know what? Let's just dispense with the democracy, cause all you need is to let democratic Jesus into your heart. Like that dude's gonna show up, and that's the dude I'm most scared of, cause then I'm gonna have friends that are like, yes, let's uh, let's give all the power to democratic Jesus. Uh, Oh God, this is gonna be this is gonna be rough. So I'll be like, Peter, I don't know about this guy, and then he'll start singing a song I like. Have you been half asleep? Okay, I'm on board. Imagine if you got somebody with the personality of Mr. Rogers with the designs of, like, Pol Pot or Hitler, you know? Yeah. And then, like, again, because if already if Trump was smart, imagine how much more he'd get away with. It would yeah. be Reagan levels of getting away if with he shit. Was, if he was just like, won't you gas <sighs> your neighbor? Like... <laughs> I mean, that's like, the thing. Peter, I think I should gas my neighbor. I mean, the president said so. No, don't do it. Yeah, but I mean, he's not Trump. That's my argument here. Yeah. No, that's all. And there's going to be a lot of argument, a lot of not Trump arguments in the future. And here's that whole thing about the coup. And here's the whole thing about not Trump. And here's what makes me mad about all that. If a coup happens, I'm siding with Trump because I think that he needs to be removed by democratic, like constitutionally approved means. Like, yeah, that's what that's what Stephen Colbert keeps saying. It's like he doesn't want him to be removed any other way other than losing an election. He doesn't want Trump to step down and just say he's not going to run. He doesn't yeah. want him to be impeached and removed. He doesn't want the 25th to be used to declare him incompetent and remove him. He doesn't want anything to happen other than 2020 rolls around, um, Elizabeth Warren or whoever is put up against him, and then he loses fair and square. Oh, speaking yeah. of her... She uh, she proved that she is a uh, does have Indian heritage. I mean, no Native that, American heritage. That whole thing was bullshit. So like, there was a really good story on it. Uh, one of the guys that's one of the head of the uh, Cherokee tribe talked about it. He goes, so here's the problem: just because you have some DNA swab that says that you you're part of American, part Native American, he goes, it actually undermines our struggle because we're a sovereign tribal entity, and the only way that you can join. Uh, the tribe is if you can trace your ancestry back to these things called the Dawes Rolls. Now, the Dawes Rolls were really fucked up because we treated the Native Americans very badly. 
forced them onto smaller and smaller reservations in the most desolate parts of the United States that nobody wanted. And then we came up with this thing called the Dawes Act, where we took even more of their land, and we told them they had to sign up for a thing if they wanted to keep their land, but we'd already broken all these contracts with them, so a lot of them didn't sign up. Anyway, so her whole thing going, oh, look at that, I'm one 125th Native American that undermines their whole struggle. You know, a lot of them aren't even being allowed to vote right now because you have to have a... Um, what An do you, address. You have, to have a, you have to have a physical address, and if yeah. you're in the tribe, you only get a P.O. box. That, that's only in one particular, I think, state? It's like Arizona, Mon- maybe? Montana, I believe. Montana, Montana. Yeah, because the, uh, the person who is currently, like, the sitting, I want to say, senator... Uh, only won by like three thousand, or governor, only won by like three thousand votes, and they were three thousand Native American votes. And so this person has um, rigged it so that five thousand Native Americans are kicked off the ballot, yeah. and they are trying like crazy to get back on it. Yeah. But every time they, uh, whenever they try to actually do the procedure, it doesn't work because it's never been done before because it's not supposed to happen. Like they're supposed to call. Um, like a 911 operator, but not with the 911 number, and have them to assign them a uh, a physical address. But that's not working because it's never happened before. Because it's not supposed to happen, like it's, I just said. And that's a thing that we're not even a, we're not even close to addressing is the continued horrific plight of the uh, because the, the, they're a sovereign nation, they're their own country in the middle of the United States, but they get nothing. And I believe if they try to leave the reservation, they lose any kind of tribal assistance that they would get, because they're 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 kind of on the dole. Like I think they're given they're given federal money, like a little bit, um, or the tribe somehow you know splits up money, but it's not much. But it's enough to keep you alive, but not well. Hey, so whenever Trump makes fun of uh, Elizabeth Warren and calls her Pocahontas, that is um, assisting the Native Americans in their plight. Well, no, that's not assisting them, but she's not assisting them either by going, I'm 1-125th, you know, Cherokee. Like, that doesn't help them either. Like, that just muddies the water about, like, their real problems. You know what I mean? Possibly. It's but, the, I mean, the whole the point had always been that she had claimed that um, ancestry, like, once when she was in her 20s. Yeah. And so her opponents have dug that up and have continuously used that as an attack against her. She's never brought it up again, but they keep using it as an attack over and over again. Yeah. So finally she went and had the DNA test to show, see, look, I do have that. It's legitimate. And it would... now that muddies the water worse because yeah. then she has... You know, people saying, well, no, it's not legitimate because actually that's also undermining their yeah. plight. Well, and both, it's, yeah, it makes the, it so difficult to... Um, well, the best thing for her would have been to ignore it because it doesn't help anybody by, by trying to prove it. It would be like me but, going, oh, man, so my DNA says that I'm like, you know, 180th African. So what's if, up, my brothers? I understand your plight. Like, that's not... No, no. <laughs> if, if you've... Uh, never been pulled over by the police for you know being black while driving then uh yeah so my point is like actually we just had a case another case of that in georgia of a um of an african-american who was a babysitter for two white children right yeah and so this lady sees a black guy with two white children and she follows him for miles and calls the police on him and the police show up and he's like so am i being pulled over right now for uh, having two white children with me—is that what you're telling me? And the officer's like, "Uh, yes, sir, I am." I mean, at least he was honest. That's but yeah, that's fucked up. Um, yeah, it's it's that like that, every... that made the news. I, I saw it on the, the old TV the other day. I've seen uh, it, everything's fine. He wasn't shot, thankfully. Yeah, but uh... but the problem is, yeah, I've seen uh, I've seen like between last week and this week three or four videos of just like somebody minded. Like there was one where a guy was trying to go home. 
and this lady was coming out with her dog, and she was like, who are you? You can't come in here. And he's like, lady, I live here. He's, like, filming it. And, like, she just, like, she wouldn't let him in, and he kind of got past her. And so then, like, she followed him onto the elevator and then followed him to his apartment. And so as he has the keys to open up his apartment, goes inside his apartment, she then calls the cops. <laughs> and then she God. tries to blame it on the rental company and goes, they told me, the building told me to never let anybody in I don't know. Um, and we've all been awkward in buildings where you don't know, like, you're not supposed to let people in you don't know. All you do is go, hey, look, I'm sorry, I can't let you in. I gotta close the door and then you open it and if you have a key or whatever. That's kind of the, if you really want to be a turd, I've let people in and I go, I oh, I just go, I hope, I, I hope these people don't murder somebody, but I'm not gonna be the, the door police. I, I went to a very small college for, for a while where there was like 400 students and all the dorms were like that where the door you know, locked whenever you closed it and you couldn't let people into dorms that weren't theirs or whatever. Yeah. But, um, I like, I knew everyone there. So I'd always know if they were supposed to be in or not. And I would just let them in anyway, if they wanted to come in. Yeah. It or, was never like a thing. Or me. do what I say and just be chaotic neutral and just prop the door open. So anybody can go in or out. But uh, if the door was open for more than 30 seconds, an alarm would go off. Here's the other thing though. If, if I was so like, I got to follow him back by the way, he was black and she was white. If I had to follow them to their apartment and then I saw that they had keys and that opened their door, I would go, you know what? I'm so sorry. You know, I probably could have handled this better. You have a key. So clearly you live there. Um, please forgive me. I'm sorry. My name is, you know, Pete, like da 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 da. At, at, at least at that point, I'd be like, I, I, I'm so sorry. Look, my name is Wesley Bowen. <laughs> have any complaints? My manager's phone number is. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. I'd be like, uh, what was our, what was our, our, the old principal that we hated? It was James Brown. Yeah. Yeah, hi. Uh, Easy to remember. It's just like the singer. Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry. My name is uh, Principal James Brown. I work for the Tattano County School System. I'm so sorry. Yeah. But, like, the fact that, like, he had a key to his own apartment and you still call the cops. What are you doing at that point? Oh, speaking of um, Georgia and Tattano County, I uh, can proudly report that I'm part of the uh, 240% of the early voters. So, uh, yeah. Kent or Kemp? Whatever his name is can get cucked. <laughs> mark, 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 cuck of the cuck week. Cuck of the week. Mark, 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 mark. Yeah. Um, so we're running out of time, but real quickly, the 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 what did you call it? The bone saw news of the week. Oh, yeah, bone saw news of the week. Okay, remember how um, mad we were at Obama whenever he um, let an American citizen get um, killed by a uh, drone overseas, right? Right. Yeah. Like we were really. Because that opens up all kinds of uh, questions of morale and whatever. Now, this person that Obama had killed was a terrorist, right? He was a bad person who had terrible intentions for America and for American citizens. And he would have probably hurt people if he had been allowed to live. So, you know, like I said, this is as morally gray as it gets because, you know, he's an enemy combatant overseas, but we're still having, without a court or without a, a trial or anything, a drone bombing an American citizen. Fast forward to today, and it's a bit less of a gray area when a, um American journalist in Saudi Arabia... Yeah, Jamal, uh, Jamal Ahmad Khashoggi. Yeah, he's, uh, he's a Virginian, right? And he enters a uh, hotel, and he's never seen again. Well, no, he doesn't enter a hotel, so let me give you some background on this. It says he left Saudi Arabia in 17 and went into self-imposed exile. He's a journalist. Uh, he says the Saudi government had banned him from Twitter. 
Uh, he's written articles critical of the Saudi government, and he's been sharply, sharply critical of Saudi Arabia's crown prince Mohammed bin uh, Salman uh, and the country's king Salman of Saudi Arabia. He also opposed the Saudi Arabian-led intervention of Yemen, which, if you're not following, is a horrible, horrible uh, war that's like killing thousands of children. Like, and the United States supports it, and they're fighting it with the United States weapons. Um, anyway, um, go ahead. So. Oh, yeah, I was just going to say, so uh, where the bone saw comes in... Well, wait, 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 hold on, um... don't, don't spoil it yet. Let me give you what happened. Uh, <laughs> okay, he he entered, uh, it says Khashoggi, the journalist, he entered the Saudi Arabian consulate in Istanbul... Uh, oh, it was on... a consulate, not a hotel. Exactly, that's what makes it so much worse. Uh, on October 2nd, to get documents related to his marriage, and he never left the building and was subsequently declared missing. Yeah, he's not missing, or at least not every part of him. Well, the Saudi but, um, government said that he left the consulate alive through a rear entrance, but as people said, that doesn't make sense right. because, like... There are rear entrance that they don't have uh, photographs of, so they can't prove that it happened. So the whole point is, co these consulates, like, these... these, these right uh, before that happened, though, he did announce to people publicly that he had made very dangerous enemies, very powerful and dangerous enemies. Yeah. So people knew that he was being targeted. He wasn't just saying that. Like, he had seriously made really bad enemies. So um, yeah. So continue. for so for a while, the Saudis were like, "Oh, he went he went through a back door, and uh, that's when he disappeared." And this happened in Turkey. Uh, so Turkey apparently, uh, so the people are saying he was killed. Turkey apparently has audio of his murder. Um, so all this is happening, uh, and our government's not doing anything. Our government goes. I'm sure the Saudis will fully investigate, right? So um, while oh, well, I was just gonna say, so while uh, Obama may have. Um, stood by while uh, an American was shot with a, um, a rocket overseas. Trump is standing by while an American was tortured to death by a group of, what was it, 17 assassins? I believe it was 15, so the, the, 15. the Turkish... The, the Turks... They're already down to 14, by the way. Oh, yeah, because one they're of them was mysteriously died in a car wreck. Yeah, that's so that's all they're, they're... So... I think that they're trying to erase the, um, the yes, evidence. Yes, so you kill all these guys before they can talk. So 15 dudes grabbed Khashoggi... Uh, somewhere inside the consulate, the Turks have um, audio recording of it. They don't say how they got it, but they're probably monitoring the Saudi consulate. And apparently recording is sounds of they grab the guy, there's a scuffle, there's a fight, and then screaming, and they hear a doctor say to the, uh, I guess, the, the head of the consulate comes in and goes, Hey man, you can't do this in here, this is a consulate. And someone goes, Yeah, if you don't want to die, get the fuck out of here. And then, uh, I guess, more screaming, and you hear a doctor say, uh, while you're cutting him up, it helps if you put in headphones and listen to music. And it's believed that they basically cut off his fingers and then dismembered him while he was still alive while listening to music to drown out his screams. Yeah. They, uh, they, they hacked him apart with a bone saw while he was still alive. Yeah. And... America is doing nothing about an American citizen being hacked to bits like well, this. And then, it, um, uh, so, and then, of course, that's going on, and the Saudi government's going, no, we don't know what happened to him. And then today they go, oh, yeah, yeah, he was killed. Uh, it looks like there was an argument, and uh, he died in a fist in a fight. fight. In, a, in a fist fight. Which but doesn't that's explain... Not the whole, that's not their whole um, excuse, though, because um, a couple days ago they tried some sample excuses. They said, well, what would you say to us if we told you that um, he was picked up by the police and interrogated and accidentally killed during an interrogation yeah what, what would happen then yeah they're basically trying out excuses before they give what their official excuse is and finally today they gave their official excuse which is oh he is dead but he died in a fist fight because uh, if you look at this guy he's clearly a brawler yeah uh, and if you look at pictures of him 
He looks like if you listen. Looks... If you listen to audio of him, he's clearly having a rough time with his opponent. Yeah. So, um, and the 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 bigger problem this is, I don't expect our government to respond. You know, uh, Hannity and everyone's going, oh, they're going to find a way to blame Trump for this. I don't blame Trump for this so much as this is what he would like to do to journalists. I do blame him for this because he created this kind of atmosphere where he says that journalists are the enemy of the people, which emboldened Saudi Arabia to um, think that they could do stuff like this well, to journalists the because problem, they knew he'd have I mean, their back, the, which he has. And this is a this is a really yeah we have a lot we we give a lot of money to Saudi Arabia. And, and Peter, riddle me this: what was the very first foreign ally that Trump visited whenever he became president? Oh, it was the Saudis because they're giving him a ton of money. Um, yeah. We've been in bed with the Saudis since before 9-11 because we look at them as a, you know, we'll get into more of this at another point but because we're running out of time, but um, the Saudis have been our big buddy in the region. Uh, they were responsible for a lot of the instability in the Middle East. Uh, they contributed, what was it, 15 of the 19 9-11 hijackers? Um, so they're not our friends. They're just kind of a useful tool that we, you know, trade money with back and forth. And now they've dismembered a journalist, which is... Really dangerous that just no one seems to care or do anything about. So, um, it's also funny is that um, Trump released this tweet on the matter for some reason. And for the record, I have no financial interests in Saudi Arabia, or Russia for that matter. Any suggestions that I have is just more fake news. Of why would you? Plenty. Why would you add in in Russia as well? That has nothing to do with anything. That just makes me I, I, believe that you have financial interest in Russia. Yeah, like, that's so weird that he would just throw that in there. It's like, is like, now, I don't know why you want to search my backyard for dead bodies. You should not search there, nor should you check the well. But what <laughs> yeah. you should do, it's like, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. But, uh, but, and by the way, the reality of the matter is, is that in 1991, he sold a yacht to a Saudi prince. 2001, he sold the 45th floor of the Trump Tower to the Saudis. June 2015, I love the Saudis, many in Trump Tower. Yeah. Uh, August this... 2015, they buy apartments from me, spend 40 to 50 million. 2017, Saudi lobbyists spend $270,000 at Trump DC Hotel. The reality of the matter is is that he has a shitload of financial interest yeah. with them. And that doesn't even start to include the $100 billion weapon contract they have with the exactly. United States. And then here's the thing about the Saudi government. Whatever you want to say, you know, there was a whole thing about, look how progressive they are. They're letting women drive. They're not progressive. It's a game as the new crown prince begins to consolidate power. And they're a very repressive government. And it is not a good place to live if you like free expression. And as we're over an hour, I'm going to do a few things rapid fire here right at the end. Um, net neutrality news. A lot of people know that um, we've been fucked on net neutrality yeah. because our, the current FCC is just basically a puppet for big businesses. Well, but um, you're, you're, you're starting to see really good things at that, at least, where like states like California and Georgia that don't normally agree on anything are enacting their own net neutrality laws. Yeah, because guess what? Uh, Ninety-nine point seven percent of all Americans can agree on is that net neutrality is um, yeah. great, yeah. and trying to get rid of it is bullshit. Because a new study shows that ninety-nine point seven percent of all unique comments to the FCC about net neutrality were in favor of it. Basically, it's um, irrefutable evidence that only bots were against net neutrality, yep. save a few gravely misguided idiots. Listen, come for my constitution. I probably won't do much about it. Take away my rights. But I swear to God, if you try to try, if you try to throttle America's porn and Netflix, boy, we're coming for you. You know, we all are gonna be Second Amendment people. <laughs> 
maybe Second Amendment people going to do something about your face. Huh? Maybe, maybe that's what brings us all back together in the end is that, like, the Internet throttles our porn and then we just, it's like, it's, uh, it'll, people read about in the history books, like, uh, the first great porn uprising. <laughs> that was the day that even Lumpy was like, well, maybe we should do something about this. God, can you imagine Lumpy just wrapped in an American flag, just like leading the charge against the FCC, and he's just like, uh, they can, they can take I, I, our constitution, but they'll never take our porno! And then we just, yeah. I'm picturing, like, Lumpy Hannity and um, Keith Olbermann, like, hand-in-hand leading the charge. I just, yeah, I love... Fingers locked. I love the idea of being, like, in just in, like, a Braveheart-style move where we're like, God damn it, Lumpy, I can't stand you, but this fight, we're brothers. And then we, like, clasp arms. too important. Yeah. (laughs) But, yeah, that's the only thing we all agree on, and the fucking country has fucked us on. So, um, speaking of Trump going overseas to visit the, um, the Saudis, a uh, fun fact, President Deplorable still has not gone to visit the troops overseas. Oh, yeah, he said it's not that important. <laughs> I'm surprised he's not like, ah, they'll all be dead sooner or later. I mean, you know, if your survival rate in war, if you go long enough, let's be face it, everyone's survival rate is eventually zero, so I don't really have to see him. Uh, he said that he's also way too busy, which is funny because he spent 196 days of his 590 days in office on his own properties and at least 153 of those days uh, golfing. Anybody so, that, um, anybody AKA that thinks 25% that, of his presidency has been spent on the golf course. Anybody that thinks this dude is going to go to the desert and visit the troops, this, this fucking fat, this fat tub of lard that like just... Out of all the all the unfit presidents we've had, I think even Taft was probably a better physical specimen. If you remember President Taft, he was the one that was rumored to have gotten stuck in a bathtub in the White House. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, yeah. You think he's going to walk around the desert and shake hands. you got another thing coming. I, so, uh, let's... I guess we can end it on our That's Cute news for the week. Oh, God. What now? T- tax revenue. Uh, uh, tax revenue from uh, companies fell 31% despite profits uh, being record high. Yeah. Despite profits being high. Uh, that would be because the GOP tax scam, which Mitch McConnell now blames all the budget problems on the Democrats. and He's blaming it fault. on Social Security. He's like, yeah, he, you know that money they take out of your check basically for your retirement? Yeah, that's why the deficit is so high. Yeah, so basically all the money that they've been taking from your um, paycheck every single month, uh, that's at, you don't actually want any of that back. Just let the government keep it and give it to the phenomenally wealthy so that they can buy their third island. And um, I tell you what, anyway. I'm gonna I'm gonna invest in the Saudis because they're getting all my money. So uh, here's a fun quote about the uh, the deficit, though. Uh, the deficit typically grows during recessions when tax receipts um, shrink and demand for food stamps and other government assets rises, yeah. then falls during good times. Right, 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 right. The cur- the current spike in the deficit at a time of strong economic growth and low unemployment represents a break with that uh, historical pattern. The last time unemployment was this low in 1969, the federal government ran a small surplus. Yeah. So what so, I don't understand yeah, is tr- Trump is making a. Um, I don't he get. Has yet another record breaking. We're in a real. Moment. We're in a real magic time right now because we have all the makings of a Great Depression, income disparity. You know, like the ultra-rich just Scrooge McDuckin' it with their things of money. And it hasn't crashed yet. And, like, I hate to say this, but I'm waiting for the Great Depression. I'm like, celebrate good times. Come on! Because it's going gonna, gonna to happen. Yep. Oh, it's going to be wunderbar. I'm, it's going to be wonderful. 
oh, I can't wait to write the book when I'm just riding the rails and I'm just like, I choose my hobo name and I'm like, well, uh, well here we go. Oh, uh, I don't know what I, what would I be? What would be my hobo name? Uh, I was just thinking about that. Would um, I be something like Piss, piss Pot Pete? I was going to say um, Dust a Barrel or uh, the the and Rooster. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not an Irish boxer. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, the the old fighting rooster is coming out, coming out with his spurs sharpened. I don't know. Fight, roosters do fight, though. It'd be funnier if it was like the fighting duck. You'd be uh, That's I think fighting. you'd, I think you'd be um, what would you be? You'd be fighting Flanagan. <laughs> I'd be fighting Flanagan. Yep, it's gonna be great, man. Uh, I just hope we can still do the podcast from like the box cars. Well, we'll record it through, um, you know those cups connected by a string? <laughs> we'll just have like two of those that we'll be talking through. And it's like, is this actually recording anything? Shut up, I can't hear you. What? what? Well, depending on what the know. government does, we may be, we may be disassembled I mean, um, by bone saws. Yeah, oh, that's not, I'm not looking forward to the bone saws. I think I'd rather go to Guantanamo. I'm not going into any government building at any point without like, like looking around like I'm just, I'm like, oh, you bring the documents to me, I'm going to be in my car with the window cracked and the engine running. It's like uh, you enter a consulate and Mitch McConnell comes up to you, he's like, good morning, I hope you're that, uh, you're, I don't know, I can't do a McConnell, I'm tired. Yeah. What do you say we end this already? All right, guys. Uh, that's been this week's episode. Uh, uh, stay tuned for next week. Uh, and countdown to depression, and maybe we'll all go out to California way and find ourselves some fruit picking jobs. Woohoo! Not California way. Well, there's a little internet and way fewer bone saws. Uh, how does the saying go? They're storing up the, the what is it? They're they're storing up the vintage where the grapes of wrath are stored. Are they counting up the vintage? I'm like, anyway, Graves of Wrath, guys, they're coming, and the vintage is going to be bitter.